Hi, Tribe. I'm Evelyn. And I'm Versavia. And you're listening to Objectively Typed, a podcast where we do explore the objective personality system. Sorry, my tongue is like not cooperating today. So <laughs> today, uh, continuing my tradition of picking um, sci-fi people, I've uh, decided to type LeVar Burton, who played Geordi LaForge on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, which is one of my absolute favorite shows. It's still like comfort viewing for me. I grew up with Star Trek The Next Generation. It's just like cheesy and everything for me. So um, yeah. I, I've never actually watched it. I mean, yeah, I passively figured. because my brother was always watching it, but yeah. I never did. There's been a theme. I noticed the pattern <laughs> that I, my like super nerdy stuff is, is usually not your, uh, what you've consumed, I'll say. Okay. Oh, yeah. what sci-fi tradition are we continuing? I didn't, I haven't noticed that. Um, um, we did, I did Star Wars, whose name is uh, escaping me right oh, now. Oh, oh, Ahmed. Jar Jar Binks, Ahmed Best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Also right. my okay. choice, yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so LeVar Burton, um, I can't remember, do we usually, like, overview of the person first, or do we jump right yeah. into what we got? Okay. We an overview. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, yeah, so LeVar Burton, uh, you know, for those of us probably of my age, of our mid-30s and, and so forth, probably kind of best known right now for Star Trek, but um, he was Kunta Kente in the miniseries Roots, which came out in the 70s, which at the time was like a landmark miniseries because it was the first time um, on American television that slavery was shown for like everything that it was, right? And Kunta Kente is kind of the, the center of that story, especially in the early parts. Like I, I've seen the miniseries, um, it starts with the story of Kunta in Africa. He gets, you know, taken into slavery and then it kind of follows his family, but like the core of it is kind of that Kunta Kente story. And so LeVar actually played Kunta Kente, which was something I didn't know growing up. Um, and that he, he was, was he was like, uh, 19 when he was cast, I think. And he won an Emmy for it. And to this day, the finale of that miniseries is one of the most watched, uh, TV show, uh, episodes of all time, which is seriously impressive because it came out in 1977 yep yep yeah so so yeah he he did that and then he kind of didn't do much for a little while kind of was was trying to figure out what he wanted to do and was you know typecast into things and things like that but then ended up in the pbs series reading rainbow which is another thing that like kids like me grew up watching LeVar Burton and Reading Rainbow. So as a kid, I knew him as the Reading Rainbow guy and Geordi LaForge. Um, so Star Trek The Next Generation came out in the late 80s. I think he was doing Reading Rainbow and Star Trek probably around the same time. Um, I think there was some overlap there. I haven't actually looked at the years, but just given that Star Trek The Next Generation came out in like 1988-89, I think there was some. Um so yeah, so then he played Jordy LaForge, who was the engineer on Star Trek. And I, as a young engineer myself, like, I, I love me some Jordy LaForge. <laughs> yeah. He was also, uh, I mean, this is one of the things that Next Generation did, but he was also uh, a black man playing an engineer, and he was also, um, had a physical disability. Um, and those things were not things that were happening in the media at the time at all. So... Or, like, minimally compared to how they are now. And so he, he, a lot of people grew up with him as a representation of themselves, whereas they weren't really seeing it anywhere else. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, so Reading Rainbow started in 1983, actually. Um, Yeah, it was one of the longest running shows. Yeah, it ran 23 seasons. 26. Well, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now, not to M-Sensory you. (laughs) Sorry, in one of his uh, interviews, he said 26. Interesting, because, well, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then he, um, he 
nowadays, you know, other than the, you know, Next Generation, it's like you're kind of like set for life, right? Because Star Trek Next Generation, I think ran like, I, I, I'm sure it says here in Wikipedia, but something like seven seasons or something. And and then in movies, you know, and so forth. And he played Jordy LaForge through all that. Um, and and then, you know, nowadays, the you've got just kind of the, the circuit of the Star Trek conventions and things like that. And then, and then he's just recently kind of rebooted Reading Rainbow for the digital generation kind of a thing as like a mobile app and an interactive um, And not just model. a reboot. He, um, it, it was another record-breaking thing where I think it, it was like early 2000-aughts uh, where they ran a Kickstarter campaign and within 11 hours they hit a, a million dollars yeah. because he couldn't find any VC funding for it. And then right. it, I think, holds one of the biggest, it's like four or six million that they raised overall. And it's still um, a record for Kickstarter. Yeah. 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 So quite quite the guy. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, is there anything else about LeVar? Oh, he was also a director, which a few of the cast members, that's one of the, the kind of traditions in Star Trek. I think it was started by Jonathan Frakes um, to direct an episode. And then they kind of had like a boot camp kind of thing that they would run you through uh, if you were interested in directing. And so he he has directed um, some Star Trek episodes. I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia now. Uh, Jag, other shows and things like that. Um, so, so he also has he a little also, bit of director credit um, too. A couple of years ago... There was a reboot of mm. Roots, and he produced that. That was the other and thing, he, yes. he yes. really, I think, uh, spearheaded the effort on that front. Yes, 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 yes. There was a reboot of Roots. Yeah, yeah. I just recently started listening to the, well, not recently, gosh, it's been a while. It's a long audiobook. <laughs> I've, been, I've been listening to the audiobook, um, which is narrated by another Star Trek actor that maybe we'll do later, is um, uh, Cisco, the guy who plays Avery Brooks. Um, was on DS9, and uh, the the cover art for the audiobook is from the rebooted um, LeVar Burton production um, version of Roots. So the Kunta that's on that cover is not LeVar Burton. It's the it's not the classic LeVar Burton in the Roots. That should be our cover art for this. Is Evelyn doing the LeVar Burton Roots <laughs> cover? No, don't do. That. I mean, <laughs> don't do that. Okay, so that's LeVar in a nutshell. Um, okay. So what's your type? Um, so I didn't know very much about LeVar going into this. I mean, um, I knew obviously that he played Jordy, uh, but that's it. I didn't know about Roots. Um, I didn't grow up with reading Rainbow, um, so I didn't know about that. Um, but I, he was an interesting one. Uh, he was interesting because there was nothing about his type that smacked me in the face. The only thing that smacked me was masculine sensory because he had a very, um, his memory recollection was very masculine sensory. Yeah. But aside I mean, from that. Spo- spoiler alert. That's why I said, oh, that's interesting that he said 26 years because I would expect him to get that right too. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the it's same It's possible. Thing. I'm, I'm not recalling. <laughs> um, maybe he didn't say 26 years and yeah. I'm remembering it wrong. Um, but Yeah. Uh, and then I watched, uh, there is a, from a Star Trek convention, um, an interview with him and uh, Brent, who played uh, Data on um, Next Generation. And the, like, when you talk about Spectrum, holy shit, because there was so much about Brent that just smacked me in the face, like, mm-hmm. boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And in comparison to that, it really helped me clarify um, LeVar's type. So what I ended up getting for him was um, MF, so audio, NIFI, sleep, consume, blast, play. Wow, this we're, we're close. Oh, okay. Okay. What'd you get? 
I just copy pasted mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I needed to get it out. I got M-F-F-I-N-I, sleep, blast, play, actually consume last. And I'll explain oh, that. interesting. And I, you know, I um, I could have easily landed on that type as well. Those were all areas I was very, like, marky on. So I, I'd say the things that are definitely, like, I have on lockdown is save yourself, mm-hmm. save your feeling, mm-hmm. save your sleep, not blast last. Yep, has blast, yep. Has blast, yeah. And at first I was a little back and forth on this, but then it kind of like really solidified um, info dominant. And then everything else, I'm I'm more back and forth. And it was like, I saw the play. I definitely saw the play, but it was because of that info dominance that I ended up with play last. Okay. Yeah, so the the thing that smacked me in the face, so this would be interesting that you got him as an observer, because to me, this was, this was textbook decider. Good Lord. Talking about people. Talking about people. And I actually have a really great example of that. That I mean, you could try to put it in the YouTube, but it makes me nervous. But uh, I'll give you it. And I wrote down the timestamp of a great, great example of it. Um, so to me, decider. FI Savior. Oh, my God. FI Savior. Um, to me, NF Saviors also was very, very clear. And then I've been using as a cross check, so I am going off book a little bit here because I've been using as a cross check the Kiersey temperaments. And he was like in that SP, so ISFP, I got him as an ISFP. And like, he has a lot of those sort of ISFP isms, if you will. So like, I was like, yeah, I'm seeing SP with this guy, but he's, but something wasn't quite like he wasn't a standard ISFP. And I was like, going back and forth of whether he was control or gather um yes that SC, yeah, yeah, yeah he's got masculine se and i have it as second and so it's like he uses se you can see his se but it's not his savior it's not his savior state um and that's where i landed on um and i is his second savior so where i would um yeah so i was looking at my middle my middle area of like i wasn't too sure about i think oi something like i said he uses se i can i could see his oe but I was like, that's Savior's OI. And we're going to, I want to talk it, more about that. It's me. like his, like, um, his hobby function. He, uh, SE is the one that he's infatuated yes. with. Well, in the way that I have him as a jumper, it's his second function. So he's going to be, yeah. he's going to have it. Um, and then I did go back and forth between play and consume last. Um, the the way I, I came to play last, and we, so we can talk about this more later, is, so I definitely saw Demon consume despite reading Rainbow in some ways reading rainbow to me is a symptom of demon consume. <laughs> um, and I could then, have easily seen. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely saw demon consume. I saw blast in a savior state. That was the other thing. That's why you have them as sleep consume. I have them as sleep blast because I saw blast as a savior. And then the reason I went with, with play over consume is I asked myself, how does he gather new information? He gathers it by going out and doing things. He doesn't gather it by like, well, I read about this and I, you know, he, he does it by sleep. You know, I'll gather information, you know, from the tribe and I'll sleep on it. It's not, it's not taking in for himself. You know, that, that is not the way that he takes in information. He also, well, we can talk more about energy and info dominant. It's not something I feel confident enough to like change my type on, but he also has, I'll say energy dominant isms. He just, it's more like he talks about it. Um, it doesn't 
it's not showing as much, but it, several times he was like, I'm an energy junkie. I love to do these things, like very sort of SP type things. Yes. And I and don't, as an info dominant person, like I never would even say anything. You like don't that. think about it that way. Yeah. Um, I, I also, I saw that and initially I had check marks going towards energy, but then um, there was somebody who asked him about that. I don't remember in which interview it was in, but somebody asked him about the energy. And once he dug into it, what that energy speak amounted to was very NF hippie kind of like spiritual conversation rather than um, energy expenditure and use. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think when he talks about energy, he's talking about save your sleep, not necessarily energy dominance. It could be. Like I said, I went back and forth. I, I definitely had demon consume, and I went back and forth on um, player consume as last. So I went back and forth between uh, sleep and blast, whether one was... His blast seemed to be informed by his consume, which is why I, I landed I with well, uh, activated blast. Let's get into it, because I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Observer Decider. We'll start yes. there. This um, one I was also on the fence about. I was like, this is, oh my god, a decider. Um, he talks about people. So let me use like a perfect example. It was in the Shatner's raw nerve. So I don't know that, I don't know William Shatner's type, but he was playing the ESFP in this conversation. He was playing the SE observer guy, um, very much of like what questions. And then also just like, not that wowed by people, but, uh, LeVar, number one, he spikes on people. At one point in the interview, he actually straight up gets decider weird. Like he like has to like grab you know, Shatner's hand. Now my mic is going to oh, mess yeah. up. He has to like sh- grab Shatner's hand. He's like, I need to interrupt right. this whole conversation you're to right. be real decider weird right now. And I'm oh like, Oh my what? God, you're right. That was totally a decider <laughs> awkward, weird like, moment. I noticed doing? that, but I didn't and dig then, into it. And then he talks about people constantly. So I wrote the, the timestamp. Actually, I took a little screenshot. So I'd have the timestamp. At 26.52, he starts telling this story about this prop, the book, The Prophet, right? But the story is not about the book. The, the story is about yeah. Father McInerney. Not only do I know that it's Father McInerney because he told me that, he also told me he was at so-and-so's wedding. He tells you so-and-so's name and her married name. She's like, so my, my friend, Catherine, whatever. Catherine Duvet now. Duvet, blah, blah, now. Blah, blah. Yeah. No, she, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. did we need to tell? And it reminded me a ton of their recent class on, um, oh, I forget his name. He was a ISF. Um, there was a recent, there was a recent IP class where um, it was the same sort of thing where it was like, you don't need, oh, it was Dale Dye. Dale Dye <laughs> and how he had all these like CIA, C- not Dale Dye, sorry. <laughs> Evelyn has demon sensory. Bob Lazar. In the okay. Bob Lazar class, he, he has all these CIA secrets, but he can't help but name everybody's name. And at one point, Shannon and, and Dave are like, Stop naming their names. And that's LeVar. Like every single interview, if it was a person, you knew their name because he was just like, I need to tell you about these people. Um, I just, so that, that whole story with the father McInerney. And then the other, the other thing about that one was he was just a little too far in the NF world too. That was the other thing that was like, I'm a, you know, when they talk about how your saviors is like, you took that analogy, like just, just a step too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was that. Cause he's like, open the book. And then he, and so like Shatner, the ESFP in this construction, he just always like, oh yeah, Father McInerney's name. And he's like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> like, you know? And then, and then Shat, the Shat, he goes, okay, so what happened was, then sh- the Shatner just like puts together the story. He's like, okay, so Father McInerney 
knew this person and you're famous. So I'm sure he mentioned him to you. And then the guy came to the wedding with the book. That's what happened, right? And LeVar's like, yes, but it's Father McInerney's book. And I could feel his spirit. And oh my God, it was just like this whole weird thing. It was NF weird and it was decider weird. And I was like, this, he went too far. (laughs) It was like the classic, like you went too far, my friend. You're right, yeah. Yeah. I was very back and forth on decider or observer. Um, My gut was telling me decider, but when I just, most of the time, especially in a savior state, I just, well, savior state, like his baseline seemed to be thing, the thing, 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 thing. So his, so his baseline, you know, and I found this with the IPs when I was studying all 32 types is the IPs baseline can be, it's less people-y than EJs. Yes. And that's, that is one of the things that I was trying to, yeah, um, it is. And also because. And this is one of the reasons when um, when I watched that interview with Brent Spiner. Um, yeah. Uh, Brent Spiner, whatever his type is, he's not missing blast or play. True. Yes. <laughs> you know, I agree. And I think because of that and seeing the contrast of that next to LeVar was the reason that like Brent, like I pinged on so many things from Brent immediately, whereas LeVar has a much richer introverted world yes, and it's much does. more hidden yeah so i want to you know and i i do apologize because this is one that i didn't get to put in the in the doc i saw in her, i saw a uh, brent spiner uh uh william shatner and lavar burton all three of them together oh and uh, yeah and so to me what i what i was seeing was again i don't know what chat's type is but he certainly was playing the role of the censor okay i saw brent as any and that was part of the reason why he much more was like out there. And then I saw um, I saw Lavar is that lead sleep, but he was also kind of like the two intuitives. It it seemed like we're kind of messing with the sensor a little bit. Oh, <laughs> and and so like they definitely were doing that. Now everybody does everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I know what you mean on that spectrum between Brent and, and LeVar. And I honestly, like I was driving down here and I happened upon that and I was like, Ooh, because I definitely noticed Shat and LeVar aren't the same animal. Um, and then I was like, Oh, but Brent is in this one. I wonder how the three of them, you know, what if, if this that would have been would interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, it was a little bit last minute and more of me just kind of cross checking. The other thing with decider is, let me see. I just felt like, yeah. Oh, oh, another one was one of these weird, like, um, me versus him situations of this other priest when he was in seminary and how like. It, again, very oh. personal. It's very much like yeah. Le, like Levar. There, it's it's his edges. You know, and that's what you're looking for. Is like, where's the person's edges? It's just like um, Marquez Brownlee too, right? Like he was pretty balanced of things. He talked about yeah. things all the time when he was in his nice balanced state. But when when they spike, and so that's when you're I looking for savior edges, demon. Yeah. It, it was people for Levar. It was like that guy. I was gonna. He was like, I was gonna be a baseball bat the next Sunday and bash his head in. And he's talking about. Yeah. He's talking about seminary. And he named that guy's name, too. It was Chris Yeah, he did. But I think (laughs) the punchline of that particular story was that that guy ended up becoming one of his his friends. friends. But again, it's about people, right? It's a lot of his lessons are about people. A lot of his big ahas is I need a support group to follow what I want. Like what he wants. He talked about role models. Yeah. 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 That was the that was one of the first like 
decidery things that I heard from him was he was talking about role models. He talks about Jordy in the third person, like all of these little things that pointed to a decider. Yeah. I think one of the big check marks I had for double decider was, um, I don't remember which interview it was in when he was talking about Gene Roddenberry. Um, And he's talking about like, yes, he was brilliant in all of these ways, but he also had all of these flaws. And he just, he went back and forth really easily. Yes. But I also had a question of like, is this a revelation? Is this a learned lesson? That's what I got from it. Was he learned? Because in his mind, people are either good or bad. Or bad. And then he was like, but I learned yeah. that people are complicated. That so he had yeah. words for that. Because he, I think he had him on a pedestal of just like, this guy walks on water. Like, like the way that he constructed that was very much like a learned, to me, it was yeah. very much yeah. a learned. I think that was in like a to- one of the Tom... No, he was only on Tom. Oh, yeah, it was with Tom Tom. It was either with Tom or Lewis Howes, because wasn't he on both? There's no Lewis Howes interview yeah, there in, was our, in Tom... our data set. Yeah, no, uh, there Chase was... Jarvis. Tra- Chase Jarvis, I was going to say. It's not like, in the I... Chase one. I think it's in the Tom Tom one. I think it's in anyway. the Tom Tom one. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, let me see. So that's, yeah, I, I landed on Decider. Um, and this is one area that I... I was very I, on the fence for that one. But now, I, I agree. I think you make a really good case that, yeah, this is definitely decider talk. Yeah. And those are some really great examples of, like, the spiking that... Yeah. I did not it pick was up on. It was spiking. Um, yes. Man, I had a whole thing. Here it is. I made a whole document about organized versus gather, if we want to go there next. <laughs> because okay. I had a hard time. So I had a hard time with observer versus, dis- I mean, not, excuse me, with uh, gather versus organize. Which I did too. Which is I did another, too. you know, cross check for double observing, right? I, yeah, that's true. Um, I had him locked down on S-E-N-I axis. I, yeah. Fairly early on. I, I, I waffled. I'm yeah. like, I, I, I'm like, could it be NESI? But he I just, waffled um, on it too. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. When I, he talks about experiences, it's in a very SE kind of way. Yeah, it, uh, very much. Yeah, it is. A gather, like, I'll gather these experiences and then put a through line through them. Yes. Yeah. Um, and his blast is NI blast. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so we're, I am kind of skipping identity versus tribe because I think we both agreed that, oh my God, FI, <laughs> I was thinking about well, joking, jokingly coming on here and saying, I think he's FE just because like Evelyn has a tendency to call So my FE. very first read of him was yeah. actually potentially SEFE. Mm, Uh, Or no, I saw him, like, my very first biased read was F-E-S-E. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that maybe he's that, and then I looked up some F-E-S-E's, and I'm like, no, he's not that. Yeah, the... The big thing that helped helped me because I, I could see so I could see decider I could see feeling and so I was trying to find a good question for tribe versus self and uh, one of our castmates actually Kendrick uh, who I interviewed on this channel a couple weeks ago go check that out plug plug um, <laughs> he he said are they going after what they want or are they conscious of the perceptions of the tribe basically because EJs and this this I've experienced and maybe as a mini EJ myself like we are kind of like when we when we talk it's like the tribe is the authority on us whereas the di's are like driven by what they are passionate about and that kind of helped me with him because his whole thing was he knew what he wanted it was more like can i get the tribe on board with what i I want what i want isn't wasn't ever a mystery i mean he even went into the seminary at the age of eight because he knew he wanted something like that like i wouldn't have been it well 
that's not true. I wanted to be an astronaut from a young age too, but it was a less <laughs> sort of like commitment, like a, you it's, know, it, it was, and I envision too, like, yeah. I think it's not only knowing what you want, it's that, so the way I've kind of started thinking about it recently, and this is like just a couple of days ago, where I think Savior D.I., assumes that everyone is acting from a space of individuals, whereas Savior D.E. assumes everyone is acting from a space of the collective, from the you know, perspective of the collective. That's, that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good one. And I, um, there was a great example of a, of a question like that. It was on the Tom, the Tommy Tom, Tom Bill you one, where Tom asks him as a, you know, Tom is a T.I., right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He asks him, what do you say to somebody who doesn't have passion? And like LeVar's like, what do you mean you don't have passion? What does that even It just mean? means, his answer was, it just means you have <laughs> you not seen enough <laughs> yes. to find your passion. Exactly. Keep that looking. was his answer. Yeah. Yes. Keep looking. You're up by someplace. But his initial answer was, yeah, his initial hit was like, what? And then, yeah, his answer after he kind of had to like consider was yeah. keep looking. That's got to be it. That, it's not like, that you don't yeah. have one. <laughs> save your sleep. That was one of the things yes. that pointed to save your sleep. Yeah. He also... This is one of the things that, like, I initially thought he was tribe, and I was seeing, like, some FE-isms. Um, but anytime people asked him questions, his response always started with, well, I would never want this, or, mm-hmm. well, if I was in that situation, mm-hmm. if I, if I, if I, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, he's filtering everything from the yep. perspective of the individual. Yeah, and who is he looking to himself, right? He's looking yes. in the mirror yes. at what do I want? And he's <laughs> what putting am pressure I on at? himself. Yes. And that's yep. where that, like, masculine yep. DI was coming through, yes. where, like, he's putting pressure on himself. Yep. And he's also putting pressure on individuals all over the place. Like, um, where was it? Well, he's talking about addiction. Um, as a disease and he acknowledges that it's a disease and then right afterward he says but it also begins and ends with a choice <laughs> yeah which yeah. is like yeah exactly it's just a given it's a given that you have that you have that agency yeah yep yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that was that was good so he's a good example uh, of masculine fi uh in a savior and in a savior and, state, yeah. and how it can be really cool and compassionate and everything, right? Because sometimes, sometimes, well, yeah, of course, you know, those masculine savers get this reputation of being kind of punchy and stuff. But no, like, no, it was just very clear of what he wanted. That's what I'm attracted to in masculine. So my animal is attracted to masculine FI, right. no doubt. And that's what I'm attracted to. I'm like myself. I'm like, man, it would be so nice to just have this solid, like, I know I want this and just go after it. Because I have the classic, like, ENFP, too many ideas, not enough getting it done thing you know yeah 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 Yeah, he's um and i think we haven't quite used this word to describe him yet but and i was really pleasantly surprised as we're going through but he's alpha as fuck oh yes yes yes. like he is just whatever his (laughs) type is whatever his animals yeah he has accomplished some really impressive things and he also approaches it all with kindness and compassion so much kindness and compassion in a very like uh, I, I checked out Jason Wilson and I was like, is he Jason Wilson's type? He's not They're not close. Jason he's Wilson's not, type. Not Jason. But he doesn't have, I didn't see his yes. blast plane next to each other with yeah. quite the same yeah. energy. His, his um, he didn't seem super introverted, nor did he seem super extroverted. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, so organize versus gather. Like I said, I had to like write down an entire time yeah. on it and what i did was and this is i think this is the first time i've tried something like this is i rewatched the tom bill class with only gather versus organize in mind that was it or tom bill um, tom 
Bilyeu class? I didn't mean class. I meant oh. interview. Interview. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Tom Bilyeu interview. Interview. With okay. Nothing Only with that question. Yes. Okay. And so when I was doing that, I was just pinging on organize, organize, organize. Um, yeah. Um, it's funny because I think, I think he, I don't, I don't know if aware of it, but like he doesn't, it's the classic thing where we really don't, it's almost like we don't want our saviors or they're not that special to us. Mm-hmm. Because he, there was a part where like um, Tom asked him, like, have you planned all of this or something like this? And he was like, well, I wish I could cop to, to having it all planned out. Kind of like he, it's this, not awkwardness, but it's like, that's his savior. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, his yeah, savior, yeah. he values it. He values having a plan and getting and doing it that way. That's the way you sort of, you should do it, you know, in his mind, yeah. like. It wasn't the OE way of like, well, I'll, I'll improvise as I go and I'll figure it out as I go and I'll just take in more. It was like, I want to build. I, I'm, I'm savior obligated to be that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was also very much when he was talking about planning, it was also very much, let me plan the broad strokes. I'm not going to yes. plan the sensory SI details of everything. Correct. It was kind of like, oh, I'm going in this general direction and that's enough yep. for me. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and... He had to, and then the other, one other thing on that, he said, and I, the only thing I wrote down was have to be willing to be open seemed like a, like a lesson to him. Like, like the idea of taking risks, the idea of being open to new things was like a learning. Like he was like, I had to learn to be open. I had to learn to take risks. That didn't, I wasn't just out here flying around and I had to learn to control myself. Right. Right. It was more like I had to expose myself a little bit more because I'm naturally an OI. That's. Yeah. That's my home. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. I also saw, um, and I saw this in a couple of different interviews. So this is one of those things that he's probably shared many times over his career was that when he talks about success and how you might set out for certain things, it might not be what you expect it to be. Yes. <laughs> and he said that quite a lot. And that's that definitely coming expected. from a place of like, oh, yeah. I have this NI vision of what mm-hmm. I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the sensory is not what it is. And that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. the big lesson. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then one more, I guess, just to just stomp on organize was, you know, uh, again, that, that Shatner interview was one of my favorites. It was kind of short, but like those two are so different that a lot of things to me played out because there was a point in there where Shatner asks him about the seminary, right? And, and LeVar tells the story that he told other things of, well, the men in my family went to the military and the women were teachers. Yes. And, yes. and Shatner goes, well, to me, the seminary is the same thing. They tell you what to think. They tell you what to eat. Like, don't control me, bro. <laughs> like, he yes, got super yes, EP. Yes, he pinged off. on the EP. Yeah, that's why. Yes. Again, I don't know what Shatner is, but he certainly seemed to be the EP in the room. And and yeah. and while LeVar was like, but in his mind, within that con, he was totally okay with that context and that container. He's like, within that container, I wanted to do what my FI wanted to do. And it was essentially when his FI was no longer on board that he was like, okay, I'm going to go be an actor. Yeah. Yeah, that was also that moment because he has talked about how everyone in his family either goes into um, seminary or military. And it was and he's mentioned this in a couple of different interviews, but it was in the Shatner interview that I'm like, oh, my God, that is the question of NF or ST. And as a teenager, he's all NF. He didn't even <laughs> right. consider the ST. Didn't, yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a really good point. That and is that, ST military or NF spirit. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And that was what like when I looked at the letters, I'm yeah. like, well, he's definitely NF and he's yeah. definitely SCFI. Uh, I mean, S. 
S-E-N-I. Exactly. Therefore, he's got to be Savior and I. Yeah. It, it was a lot more NF than SF yes. going on. Yes, 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 yes. Almost I, to the point where I think that's one of the reasons I pinged on potentially F-E because it sounded like NF Blast, but then I realized it was NF that's Sleep. Just, that's just That NF, he was just yeah. verbalizing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, God, I feel like I'm curb stopping <laughs> organized, but that's something that came to my mind as we were doing the intro is, you know, Roots happened in the 70s. What did he do? He remade Roots. Going back to the same known information, going to redo that. Right. Uh, reading Rainbow happened in the 80s. What's he doing now? I'm going to go back to Reading Rainbow. I'm going to take that, build on his same known information. So it's, still, it's a pattern. It's a life pattern yeah. of like. So if if there's any sort of like thing that he, you know, that we would say like, oh, LeVar should watch out for this. It might be that control, like having that. But he seems to have learned that. And that's what I could kind of hear him saying in the interviews. And even to your point about the Kickstarter, like, He's taking those known information, but he's building on it. He's making something new out of it. It's not just yes. the same yes. roots. You know, he went and found new Kenta, new Kunta. I mean, because he's like, I mean, he's older dude, but like he looks young. Like he might have been able to get away with, you know, reprising old Kunta at least because <laughs> Kunta gets older in the course right. of the yeah, thing. Yeah. But he didn't, you know, he like found a new person and, you know, used that SE a little bit to like, okay, we'll gather in some tribe, right? Like, let's bring new people in and stuff like that. So yeah, he's finding he also, tribe. Yeah. And this is, I guess, now that I think about it, another place where he got tribe weird. When he mentioned the actor who's playing Kunta in the new one, yeah. he got tribe weird about it because he was like very, like, it was just like a, a second too long of attention on this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a little bit. Right. Right? That's like... It's so funny. Like, I totally get what David Chandler mean by that. Because you're right. It's just, like, a little bit uncomfortable now. <laughs> yes. It is so subtle. Like, you don't notice yeah. it until you, yeah. you review it with, like, through that lens. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, he did take that one just a step too far. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've really killed <laughs> and his, his, yeah. So I guess well, both his, of his human saviors. needs. Yeah. His human needs. Yeah. So. Our self and control. Yep. Yeah, and then we also talked a lot about his F and N and the the letters and yeah, everything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I didn't see too much like evidence of TE. Like sometimes I'll type people and say like, "Oh, that's clearly the FITE spectrum kind of a thing." Um, for him, I it was just I just saw either. FI. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And this is also something that I. I didn't see in Keanu either. Um, I didn't see a lot of T from Keanu either. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got him as um, an FIIP. Um, and I'm wondering if that's because it's last. And But also the other side of it is like, it's so if you're feminine. able to yeah. get shit done in reality, yes. then you're TEing. It might not be something you're talking about, especially if it's a demon. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, you might not just be preaching it. You're just doing it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. It's one of those things that no, you just do a lot more do. than talk about. Yeah, especially... I mean, I, I heard some of it, you know, um, and we might get into that when you when we talk about his animals, you know, because like you said, his blast is N-I-T-E blast, right? Yeah. So like you yeah. kind of, that's where some of the T-E to me. Yes, I um, saw it in his blast. I didn't, yeah. I, I think, well, I, I guess when he, so the uh, reading rainbow, Reading room, reading rainbow. Um, so one of the ways that that came about was because there was there was this like it got canceled right um, after right. how many ever years over yeah. two decades, mm-hmm. and um, he 
decided, like, there was this question of, okay, let's keep it going. Mm -hmm. And so it was a very TE solution in the sense that, like, oh, there's no VC funding. What else can we do? Okay, let's try to take it at Kickstarter. So he was definitely able to bring in that, like, can we make it work? Especially the ST, can we make it work in reality? And he did a great job with it, obviously. All right. So this is where we were a little bit different. Um, I had him as a sleep blast, you know, rework same info and shares knowledge. Because to me, that's what he was doing, is reworking the same known information and sharing knowledge. Mm. Um, You had him as the sleep consume. Um, Was it mostly because of the Spectrum kind of game? Or what were you thinking? I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, uh, Gene Simmons is NIFI. Um, Sleep consume. And... um, uh well Steve Jobs and there were a couple other people there's a politician whose name I forgot are um NF NIFI sleep blast and the blasters they were just the obligation to blast I felt it just from the few minutes that I saw them in a way that I did not feel from LeVar and from LeVar his blast like um well going back to the Brent interview uh not interview well yeah uh, oh, where a, yeah, where he was on the stage with Brent uh, Spiner, um, where he was he was okay just sitting and consuming and taking in, whereas Brent wasn't. Yeah, Brent yeah, had to like, do. Brent had to lead the tribe and direct it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt like though what Brent what Brent does is more play. Oh um, yeah. So okay, so here, very high play. So here's the spectrum, right? Because I, I also went back. Well, I went back and forth on the demon side. I had him as Savior Blast, and part of the reason I have Savior Blast is because it felt like in every interview, at some point, he had to like go in a blaster lesson mode. It was just like, and that to me there is always was a savior. Often a blaster lesson. Yeah, to me, that's always a but savior it state thing. Wasn't the whole interview? No, it wasn't the whole interview. It it, but, it was in the interviews. But yeah. I found Savior Blast. Well, here we a good go. Chunk of their interview. <laughs> so I'm going to anyway. start giving you some examples. If he's my type, the F I N I. You have so so and so I did. I compared him to to these folks. The the F I N I that I use as my sort of baseline, if you will, or my comparison point is Liev Schreiber. I don't know if you know who he is. He's an actor. No idea. Um, so we're going to be spoiling people for a minute here sorry if they ever do a class on him um but he's a fini sleep consume play so like their mope energy is way yeah any any blast last their mope energy (laughs) is yeah well blast last right okay so that's like the extreme so i was like okay he's not that (laughs) okay yeah um yeah he's definitely not blast last you know matt leblanc yes what would you have said for matt leblanc i mean i don't know how well you know him have you ever seen an interview with matt leblanc He's not the most extroverted guy in the room. Um, I I haven't paid yeah. attention on that front, but yeah. So Matt LeBlanc is sleep blast consume, and so he has Savior Blast, and so like that was where I was like, okay, so Savior Blast. He has Savior Blast. Yeah. Okay, that's surprising. <laughs> it is. I and would he's never. An F sleep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. He's double feminine, which might weigh into that but yeah, yeah. exactly you wouldn't have yeah. thought it 
Anyway, okay. Um, we've already talked about Jason Wilson. We've we haven't talked about Dave, but I mean Dave Powers is in this Save Your Sleep, you know, blast area. And and Dave, I notice his blast is not always on. Also, you know, like even when we interviewed Dave, he doesn't blast. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's hard to say though because he blasted probably about as much as Shan, and Shan is blast last. So that's you know. Yeah, but Shan also came mean. into our interview. She was loaded up. That's true. She was loaded very, up. very much so. <laughs> yeah. And we all know how beautiful yeah. her, her blast is. Yeah. So, um, so those are just some examples of some people in that area. There aren't a ton of them. Uh, yeah, Steve Jobs you mentioned. Sylvester Stallone is another one. He's a actually he's a similar type. Oh, Sylvester Stallone. That's right. He. Oh, I should is, have looked him up is f-i-n-i sleep blast play um and he's kind of that way too like he doesn't always um he doesn't always blast but when he does it's like i have to interrupt everything and tell you a lesson and that's to me that's what i'm looking for with savior blast not that they do it for the whole interview but that do they need to like stop the train to then give you a lesson right if they yeah, just but you and i do it. that as well um, like all the time i don't know do we yeah no oh. I think we both do. And I think that's what, like, that activated blast. Like, I think yeah. we, well, I guess this is actually one one pro towards consume. We're fascinated with, obviously, our hobby animal, our mm-hmm. hobby demon. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that front, you're right. He's not fascinated with his blast, but he is fascinated, I think, with consume. He's fascinated with consume. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, so that's... That's where I came down. And then, yeah, just the, the little short I definitely, thingy. I just, I ended up definitely not on blast play because I did not see that going with him. His was, his was more even keel. Like, that one is it, a, very ambivert. Yeah. Not huge extrovert, not huge introvert. I agree. I agree, which is part of the reason I went back and forth between sleep blast consume and sleep blast play. So mm. maybe we should talk about his demon animal then. Okay. Um, yeah. Or you, info versus energy. Or info versus energy. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly, I like I said, I really don't type on that, so I don't have any notes on info versus energy. I find I that to be added it to my checklist for Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I that one, I I can make too many arguments on it. I haven't studied, so maybe this is one of these like NESI situations where like I don't have enough SI examples that I can lean on because I could make an argument. I see patterns both ways. Like I could, I could totally see a pattern for him being energy dominant, but I could totally see a pattern for him being info dominant to me. Like, I don't right. know that well enough. Like I don't know that example well enough to be okay. like, Oh yeah, that's what I'm seeing here to like sense. nail yeah. it down. Um, so I still do just the, like, you know, is this guy now I agree. Like my first blush on him was definitely, this is a more introverted type of person. Um, so that's where, I was more um, sleep blast consumed. So if he was, if I was going to go, the only, the main thing that flipped it was that to me, he was more willing to get in and try a thing than just consume about it. Like that's pretty much it. (laughs) Agreed. I think that's SE though. Could be. It could be. It could be. Because SE wants to personally experience the thing um, to better understand it. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I I could see that, too. And I don't have a great understanding of that scene. For Demon Play, I had... um, I added this, so I don't know if you saw this one. Um, He has a whole video where he's talking about being not afraid to fail. And, Uh like, that that seemed to be a big lesson of his. Mm -hmm. And how I understood that 
and interpreted it was a discovery of play in the sense that like if I expend the energy and that energy does not land how I expect it to land that's still okay like accepting the negativity that comes with with that demon play and expending of the energy and being okay with it when like because with sleep above play we want to just like we want to process the shit out of everything and only expend the energy in the direction that we choose yeah and so when that doesn't happen it feels like it well, was I a agree. waste of energy so it's totally demon play like we both have them as demon play yeah yeah, yeah. so my yeah. real question is why like how consume overplay that's that's i don't I oh can't. i just i got that as far as info versus energy yeah which i kind of see as what is the punchline is the punchline oh my god the information or is the punchline oh my god the fun mm, okay and that's where like brent versus uh lavar brent was there just like having fun on the stage and he was very much I think energy dominant whereas LeVar there was even one moment where uh where Brent says that somebody asks him a question about I think like um is like something along the lines of the impact especially FI impact of like uh the work that they're doing and all of the representation and it was a very info question i I actually have a great example but i want you can finish but i have a great example of your i've switched in my head oh okay (laughs) (laughs) and he and and brent essentially says like hey we're here to entertain we're not here to teach okay so here's here's a good quiet that whole time yeah so here here's a good one for you so and again i i apologize because i was totally driving down and this is when i heard this interview (laughs) Uh, was the the threefer between uh Brent Shatner Brent Shat, and Lavar and, yeah. and Lavar. And so to your point, so I yeah, no, I I agree with you that he is info dominant. And the reason is to your point, uh what's the punchline? They took a question, right, to the mm-hmm. three of them. Uh what are you going to do next? Actually no, Shatner, I think Shatner was sort of playing the host and he asked and so he was getting really pissed off at these two intuitives that just would not like talk about real things yeah yeah he was just like god guys like we're supposed to be here doing stuff um but um so he asked them or the question came in however and it was what are you going to do next and instant like before he even finished i was like lavar's gonna know because he's an i right right so lavar comes with like a real answer like i'm doing this reading rainbow thing and you know it was at the time it was like getting started or something like that it goes to brent brent says i'm getting into prize fighting I, I'm, I'm working on my weight class. I'm going to be fighting Pacquiao in uh, six months. And, you know, I'm rubbing training real hard. Goodbye, guys. And that was it. <laughs> like, that was the end of the thing. End of the YouTube video. Like, he was willing to just make a goofy joke. Doesn't matter that you gave no info whatsoever. A big F right. you to the info. Yes. It was like, I'm going to make a funny joke. Bye-bye. I'm done. Yep. Yep. And he did that over and over yeah. and over again. He was also, yeah. to so that your point about one. decider versus observer, Brent was a great example of double decider because throughout the entire thing, yep. he was doing imitations of Patrick Stewart. Yep. Oh, and, he's and known and he for was, that. Brent is known for that. They're really good. I didn't yes. know that. But they're really good. But he was also like... Yep doing it as if like he's in the room with them and like pretending he's hiding behind the couch and just like doing the yeah. shtick with it. It was very high play. Yeah. It was very no, I, energy yeah. dominant. Mm-hmm. It was very double decider. No, I, I agree with you. The other, the other sort of, well, okay. We've already agreed on demon play, but I'll just, another demon play thing was like, 
if you actually think about same with the so we're still talking about these two in contrast their characters are kind of their their flip side because i'm i'm kind of seeing brent as kind of your lead play goofy boofy dude and he played data yeah, right, right. Who has like which i was no, not expecting nothing right yeah um and lavar play you know who's this lead sleep guy he played and in his mind jordy so there was this one thing where he was talking about who jordy laforge is to him or whatever and to his mind he thought jordy was very like go with it very chill he was like he's the most you know calm or not not calm but loose kind of guy in the ship like certainly more than um picard and i'm like yeah that's a pretty extreme example jordy <laughs> like picard is like super straight so in, so it kind of tells you that that perspective of play is a little you know it's like oh but he does things you know <laughs> it's like peacocking yeah. it's like a peacocking yeah, yeah. type of thing like yeah. Like, no, obviously, Frakes, Jonathan Frakes was the most chill dude on that cast. Like, come on now, Lavar. Like, <laughs> what's not you? Yeah. I actually find that dynamic interesting. There's a couple of characters that um, in shows that I really love that are very ST, silent, like, stereotypical yeah. ISTP kind. Like, you know, where they're just like, ICP mope. Like, yeah. where they're just totally in their own world and they're just like, let me do this, like, yeah. thing. Um, and then you interview the actors who play them, yeah. and they're these, like, Complete stereotypical <laughs> SFNF, like, bubbly, like, feels all over the place kind of thing. And it's fascinating because of the uh, roles that people are drawn to. It's usually either exactly who they are or the yeah. exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I'll switch it. Cause you know, it's funny when I sat down to review my, uh, known information, when I sat down to review my notes, um, yesterday, uh, I had sleep blast consume play. I had it that way. Okay. And I flipped it. Um, okay. but cause I, yeah, cause I was thinking that his, the way he took in information, but either way it's a demon, right? It's either way. And so in, energy versus info is a good way to kind of figure out that last animal. So yeah, I added yeah. that to my checklist. Yeah. Because I find it to be a really, really useful one. Yeah. So, no, I, I agree. So we kind of, did we kind of come to this? Well, okay, not really. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we do these, we like, in-show changes. But well, we yes, sort of came to the like, same type. We, we're after... kind of aligning that yeah. we see them as MF, F-I-N-I, Sleep, Blast, Consume, Play. Yes. I think we're both there. Yes. Yay. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, since we're learning, we were I think we get a mulligan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a yeah, couple. Of we each get one. Maybe we should do that. You each get to flip a coin. You could flip one. One. So you flip Observer Decider. I'll flip Energy and Info and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still, I'm still waffling on Consume versus Blast. Which one's the same? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's but true. But I can, you said, I can see yeah. the Blast. Uh, well, I can see Consume yeah. as his hobby. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I hear what you're saying, and so that's why I'm good flipping the the play and the consume, because yeah, sleep, blast, consume, you know, the blast is going to kind of be, he's going to be It's a little, it's a little spike, but overall, little, he's yeah. just, he's even keel. Kind he's going to be like, even. Yeah, he's yeah, going to be pretty even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that all makes sense. Yeah. And because me and Essie, I don't fully, I, I don't fully get the difference between Essie and play. <laughs> Like, I just don't. <laughs> That's an interesting question. Especially when the person has SE. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I get the difference yeah. between my play and an SE, SE play. play. Yeah. Like, I get yeah, yeah. that totally because I'm always any TE playing all the freaking time. So I get that. But if you have SE in your stack, I have a hard time telling when you're doing SE, when you're driven by your SE versus when you're driven by your play. I don't mm. fully always get it. 
I think there was somebody who, maybe it was Thomas, um, somebody who was talking about sleep versus play, where, oh yeah, he, he left this comment where I had mentioned in, I think, one of Benjamin's interviews that, or maybe one of our episodes, um, play tends to, because it's expending energy, gets things done. Uh-huh. Right. So blast gets things started and play gets things done. Mm-hmm. And he reframed it as actually it's not play that gets things done. It's that save your sleep puts the brakes on things. Oh, OK. Interesting. Which, I mean, doesn't help with the play versus consume or like SE well, versus that's what play. I'm stuck on. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, I've kind of re- shifted it into expending energy and just like. But you you do within your within your sleep box, though. Right. Like when you're or your savior box right because you expend in some ways like you expend more energy than i do you you know in like the day-to-day like you're more willing to well i guess those are spikes sort of thing like you're willing to like get in a car and drive 10 hours right whereas like i'm always like oh my god sensory overload no way i'm doing that (laughs) like i'll avoid it right but that's because it's directed towards something i sleep process decided is right it's a it's within that so that's why it's like really hard for me to tell like you know like i wouldn't have i i I, for me it's hard it's hard yeah so that would be an interesting question looking at se play versus se consume yes se play understand those yes we should yeah yeah okay any help you see can how we well, what do you guys think functions. like how do you <laughs> see se consume versus see? se play she just play energy and i'm supposed to be lead play i didn't even think of that <laughs> so i don't get it I don't get yeah it. but i'm also like you're gathering sensory from the tribe and i'm yeah. like i don't know <laughs> but it's, i see that as consume not necessarily see? play i see, see play as expending energy i also see one thing that i definitely like oh so there's this definition of play from uh psych literature i don't Mm -hmm. remember who it's from Mm -hmm. but uh man i wish i could dig it up it's something along the lines of like spending time with no agenda or no plan or something like that just that doesn't i don't know man hold on no well that's that's like you know not an ops definition of play but just like general definition of play and that is definitely something i struggle with that works you're right if we're talking about se play that works Okay. That works. Because N Any it has play, an no? Yeah, you have an agenda. You know, N is imagination. So there's kind of an agenda in there. Okay. That's <laughs> you true. Know? Um so maybe that's S E play where it just wants to Yeah, S E. Okay, I did actually look up the word play. Engage in activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than a serious or practical purpose. So that's still, you know, I don't know, right? Well, it's, so I mean so what struck me about this definition was the absence of OI yes. that indicates play. Whereas for me, I have a very hard time hanging out with no purpose in the sense that like if we're hanging out and watching a movie or hanging out and having a meal, hanging out and playing a board game, I am all down for that because there's some kind of structure guiding the hanging out. Yeah. Whereas hanging out, just hanging out, having conversation or something like that, like I automatically want to direct it towards something that has a structure. Yeah, me That's too. That's how though. I interact Isn't that with the, the tribe. Isn't that the TE part, though? Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> so, because I am the same way. I am the same oh, way. Okay, so and you people... also need that structure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we got to be doing something because I I remember maybe that's now, play. This is like a whole like little mini session on play, but we I mean it's worth having a conversation about it because like in the ENFP group chat they they were asking me because like they're like hey 
lead play person in here. How is it that you go out and socialize with people all the time and things like that? And I was like, I don't. I can't stand that stuff. <laughs> like, I think that's a very FE, like, SF. oh, I just want to, yeah, like, yeah. the FEs want to just hang out, like, to me is, and that's why I told them that exact same thing, that if it's a, like, if it's a workshop, I'm there for it, you know, like, if we're trying to solve a problem, if we're board gaming, you know, if we're whatever, as long as there's, like, a TE purpose of what we're doing, yeah, I'll, I'm there. Maybe that's what it is, maybe, Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, it's it's interesting I because I also just like like I love hanging out. I love peopling um and all of that, but even when I when I'm doing that there needs to be some little purpose to it. Yeah. And if there isn't, yeah. then I end up stepping into yeah. that role and creating something yeah. and like we're all just hanging out and like, "Hey guys, how about a board game?" or "Hey, yeah. you want to watch something?" Like, like I end people up doing who it. like people who just like go to a bar. I'm always like, "What?" I don't get it. Yeah, like you just go to a bar. I just don't get it. Bars are not my scene at all. I would never do that. You would. You'd never find me in a bar. Just chilling. I mean, my friends would have to drag me. Yeah, yeah, and and do and and do with something. Only way that yeah, that's the only way I end up just at a bar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well, that was a whole little sidebar, but it was worth it because the purpose of this podcast. Not to better to, understand because we're info because we are info dominant. Yes, we didn't just have that for fun. Right, right. we are. We're so info dominant. Info dominant is all like, yeah. The punchline is information, regardless of of whether someone is decider or observer. Yeah, Yeah. and I think like, yeah, I'm getting it more because like I have like a need. It feels like my the same savior drive that I have for like NT puzzling. I have for like, but there's got to be a reason why we just talked about this. Like, there's got to be some good information to share here. Like. I don't want it to just be for fun. That's like, oh that, yeah, that can't be like, it's got to have some information. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Kind yeah. of like, so it's, it's like the, you know how they talk about double deciders where the decidery stuff is just a little bump on the way to the observer stuff. Yes. It's like the energy stuff is a little bump on the way to the information <laughs> exactly. or the information stuff yeah. is a little bump on the way to, the, to the, oh my ener- God, yeah. energy, entertainment, fun, all those yes. things. Yes. Yep. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Like, are you having a good time? Seems to be a very <laughs> energy dominant question. Exactly. Like, who cares? I got the information. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm having a good time if I'm having a good conversation. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, All right. Well, that was fun. This is we're triangulating on our definitions. And that's we haven't good. talked about modalities at all. Oh, oh, because we both had him as MF. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, we talked about his MFI. We talked about that. Which the flip side is going to be feminine tribe. Yeah. So we got that. I mean, yeah, his modalities. You know, sometimes the modalities, like with Keanu, neither one of us was solid on his modalities. And other times the modality just like, that's about the only thing that punched me in the face with him. Yeah, I think, yeah, we started a little bit on his M-sensory, but yeah, oh my God, (laughs) M-sensory. Oh God, oh my God, M-sensory. Yeah. I contemplated kinesthetic for a hot second, but I'm like, but he's really nice with the tribe. He's really nice with the tribe. Yeah, and it it was like, um, I think in that same like, decider story that I told about you know about the wedding and everything he also told you specifically where that wedding was he was like you know I was at the wedding which was on the other side of the river from the thing (laughs) right and his with with his dates it's all very very clear yeah like when everything happened yes very Mm -hmm. much on a timeline yeah so that's what they talk about so it's not only that he was gonna bust that guy's head in with a baseball bat sure there's that too (laughs) 
But it's also timelines. Right, right. Because he tells you that this happened when he was in high school, when he was at seminary, and that it lasted for two years that they weren't friends. And then two years later, they became best friends. Like, he tells you all of this stuff. And this happened, like, decades ago. Decades ago. Decades ago. Yeah. Meanwhile, another example. Brent, so much feminine sensory. Yeah. Yes. Brent was like, oh, when was this thing? And he literally, Play Energy, asks yep. the tribe, yeah. the audience right there is like, hey, guys, where is this thing? When, yep. when is this thing? Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, they'll ask him, like, when something happened. And he's just like, oh, no. And he actually looked a little afraid, like, when those types of questions would come up. Come he was up. like, oh, crap, somebody's going to ask me to dig up my feminine sensory. Like, oh, no. It's interesting <laughs> that, like, in trying to type LeVar, yeah. I feel like I yeah. almost typed Brent and you almost typed Shatner. Yes. Yeah. What did so? What did, what would you call Brent? Like if you just said what oh, role he was I playing? I literally I wrote down that <laughs> he's really definitely did. play above sleep, definitely double decider, definitely feminine sensory, and definitely energy dominant. Yeah. My guess is NEFE. That's S-E-F-E. what I. S-E-F-E. That's what I would. I would have said NEFE. NEFE, and I think he yeah. is uh, visual because he's yeah. got some punch to the tribe. Yes. It doesn't come up very often, but it happens, yeah. and he's very play blast, mm-hmm. sleep blast. Oh, no, he can't be sleep blast because he's energy dominant. So play blast, sleep then. Mm-hmm. We just don't see much of that sleep. You just don't see much of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, but yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, so like accidentally typed him. <laughs> yeah. no, I, was thinking I mean, the same obviously with need to sit down and like Yeah, I was thinking that was process, Shatner of like ESFP, maybe even SETE. Because he didn't. Seem I could to see be, that with him. I yeah. didn't see very much self with. Him. I didn't see. I didn't see a lot of self. And in fact, in that interview, he was surprised. Like there was a point where Lavar's like, "Yeah, what you have to tell that child is you matter." And and Shatner's like, "Wait, I'm wait. We have to tell kids that they matter themselves. <laughs> like, yeah, you do. It's okay. <laughs> it's like with the tribe. Yeah. Yeah. So I did yeah. kind of type chat. Yeah, good old chat." All right. Well, cool. Well, awesome. I think we covered it pretty well. I think um, so. I This was a good one. I have a tremendous amount of respect for LeVar and everything that he's done. <sighs> he was absolutely lovely getting to know. And I actually subscribed to his podcast because it's just him reading stories from what I understand. And I'm just like, I'd be down oh, dude, to just that, listen to that. I forgot he had the podcast. That I would have I would have put the listen. nail down on hobby. Well, on hobby consume for that because he is reading a story like he's like i'll read but i gotta do it in this hobby way just like we have a podcast where we hobby blast that's true okay touche yeah okay (laughs) so it sounds like we weren't planning to but we've kind of agreed on a type at the end of an episode i think this is the first time we fully agreed yeah that might be yeah, go us. We also we we came really close. We came I'm really close. We came in. We, we came in with the same saviors, so that's good. Well, different order, but the same savior functions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Good. The yeah. Op- yeah. So fear of tribe chaos. Fear of tribe chaos. Yep. Yep. Lo- love me some F I N I. That I know area. you do. You I married know. one. I married one. <laughs> that area. You married gets and me. asleep. I did, and I love Lavar Burton, and I have for like ever. Like I've yeah. always known. I've always known. And yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I know we're getting into other territory a little bit here, but with who we choose for typing, like, because obviously we're spending our personal time and we're going to be consuming a lot of content about them. So we want to consume about people we're interested in. Yeah. But we're picking similar types over and over and over again. We are. We are. So I'm like intentionally trying to look for like Mm -hmm. other 
energies. Yeah. We'll see okay. where that takes us. I, well, there's somebody that there's a there's a person that someone on the Facebook has requested multiple times, and I do know the, I know of the person, so I might do that as my next one. Okay, cool. So, all anyway, right, yeah. Um, so, uh, dear tribe, what did you think about Lavar Burden? Did you type him along with us? We'd love to hear your thoughts, and also we would love to hear your thoughts about play and consume and SE and how we could tell the difference because this person doesn't have SE and doesn't get it. <laughs> uh, you can find us in all the OPS Facebook groups um, and our YouTube channel, or you can email direct email us directly at objectively.typed at gmail.com. And I'm told that it doesn't matter if you don't have the type, but my masculine SI, the dot, you said objectively.typed and we don't need the dot. Is that true? Oh, yeah. With okay. all emails, but especially Gmail, mm-hmm. um, you can stick a period between every single letter and it'll still arrive to the really? same email. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I never so like at a certain I, point, I started sticking a period between my first name and last name. Yeah, because I'm old enough to have you know cashed out Evelyn, <laughs> and I just always thought I needed that dot because masculine SI. I'm not gonna change that. <laughs> Demon masculine SI. I'm See, I have that. like kinesthetic memory where like when I started using the period is like de- denotes different par- parts of my life. <laughs> wow. I know. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, so we'll be posting our upcoming episode topics if you'd like to type along with us. Um, we'd love to hear any of your suggestions for topics, people of interest, uh, questions, anything like that. So please subscribe. And thanks for listening to Objectively Typed with Evelyn. And Rasavia. And thanks. Bye. Bye.